0: Welcome to Evidence to Excellence, news in neuroplasticity and rehab powered by The Recovery Project. Now here's your host, Polly Swingle, CEO and co-owner of The Recovery Project. Hi everybody, welcome to Evidence to Excellence and today we are going to talk about oncology rehab. And today I have two great guests with me Um, And again, these guests work with me, and I'm so proud to have them with me uh, because of all of their work that they have done in this topic of oncology rehab. So over here to my left, (laughs) I have Dr. Megan Malley. And Megan is a lead PT and the program director at the Recovery Project. She has specialized in the treatment of neurological disease and disorders since 2008. She is also a certified oncology rehab therapist with advanced training in physical therapy management for individuals diagnosed with cancer Megan also specializes in the management management of Parkinson's disease including receiving certifications at LSVT big power and rock steady boxing she also is now the coordinator of our wellness program and has done some phenomenal work in all of our virtual wellness classes which I have a feeling one of these two are probably going to talk about. <laughs> then over here to my right I have Dr. Emily Bodie. Emily is a lead physical therapist at the Recovery Project and she works in our Clinton Township office on the east side. She has a passion for neurological physical therapy since graduating from Oakland University in 2014. Her specializations include multiple sclerosis, oncology rehab, and respiratory function. Emily is a guest lecturer at Oakland University in their PT program. She also serves as a member of the Emma Society of Michigan Healthcare Provider Counselor and on the Oncology Rehab Special Interest Group. So welcome, guys, and thank you so much for being here. And, of course, we're masked due to the pandemic that is still going on since the last time I've seen everybody out there. Um, And because um, we can't get as distance as we'd like, we're gonna do this mast, and hopefully you can all hear us very clearly. So let's just dive deeply into this, guys. So Megan, I'm gonna
1: start with you. What is oncology rehab? Sure, so oncology rehab is a subspecialty um, within the rehab field that specializes in the evaluation and treatment of um, individuals with a cancer diagnosis. So it is a Um, field that really looks at the side effects and symptoms related to the disease itself and the side effects from treatment okay so Emily I know that the two of you got together
0: gosh it had to be almost over a year ago and you guys came to me and said I'd really like to look at developing an oncology rehab program why is this important
2: So there are currently 16 to 18 million cancer survivors in the United States. Despite the high occurrence, um, there are only about 2 to 5% of cancer survivors actively being referred to an oncology rehab program. So realistically, upwards to 90% of cancer survivors would benefit from a skilled exercise program and participating in an oncology rehab program. So we know that um, cancer isn't going away. We know that by 2030, there's gonna be more diagnoses of cancer as well. Um, So the word needs to continue to spread that oncology rehab exists. And there's a lot that we can do to help people living with cancer um, in terms of side effects that they might get from cancer and its treatments. Okay,
0: so my understanding is I know that when you guys came to me and said we'd really like to add this to what we already do with so many multiple programs, That there really
1: aren't a lot of programs out there is that still true that you're seeing out there yes it is unfortunately and like Emily said there's so many people who need this treatment but there's not enough places that really specialize in it and you know of course there's PT clinics that you can find all over but finding the right place who really specializes in it is the key
0: so so Megan what does an oncology rehab program look like
1: so our oncology rehab program is um, based on the latest research and is comprehensive and a whole body approach so it is really tailored to the needs of that particular person someone with a diagnosis of brain cancer might have totally separate needs than someone diagnosed with um, a bladder cancer for example and so the interventions and treatments may include anything from strengthening to balance interventions to managing their neuropathy from chemo um, you know related issues. It might be cardiovascular endurance. Um, so there's a variety of issues, maybe speech, swallowing, cognition from um, what's cr- kind of coined chemo brain. Um, so it really is tailored to the needs of that particular person and it can involve PT, OT, um, speech pathology, we, uh, massage therapy or personal training, and as you mentioned before, even wellness programs.
0: You know, it, it just you saying that and, and not to just talk about the recovery project, but everything you just said is kind of under our umbrella mm-hmm. already with the, so many of the different neurological diagnoses that we see. You know, many have balance problems. Right. Many may have gait problems, may have cognitive problems, swall- swallowing mm-hmm. problems. So it sounds like it was just such a perfect fit, right, to put that under under the recovery project. Yeah. So I mean, I've been in this field for a long, long time, over 30 years. Is there specialization that's required to become an oncology program or an oncology therapist?
2: Yes. So there are definitely a ton of specializations out there. So for example, if someone has Parkinson's, they want to go to a facility that works with people with Parkinson's that know the disease and that have special certifications like power. Um, So the same can be said for oncology rehab as well. You want to come to a facility that knows how, what it's like to work with people living with cancer. Um, So our team is constantly looking up the latest research, um, the latest equipment out there that we can bring to the recovery project to use with our our patients. Um, So for example, Megan is a certified oncology rehab therapist through PORI, which is an institute out of um, Colorado and I just took one of their courses this weekend as well. Um, We also saw a need for pelvic health therapy um, for individuals um, that might have a gynecological or genitourinary cancer. Um, So because of that, we talked as a team, and um, we sent a couple of our therapists to a course and to become certified in pelvic health therapy as well. Um, So there are so many specializations and um, different certifications, advanced certifications, that we can do to best serve our clients
0: yeah you know and it, and, it, and it sounds like, and we have always said this as a specialty center that it is so important that patients really go to somebody that understands the disease process right. and what can be done to help them. I always say to people, I think a good example is that if you do if you are diagnosed with cancer, you see an oncologist because an oncologist is specialized right. in cancer right, so why wouldn't you do the same thing with a therapist, instead of just going to a generalist that maybe sees everything, wouldn't you want the best care and the most efficient care of seeing a specialist? So totally, totally makes sense. So I've been doing a lot of reading. Um, You guys have been so unbelievably awesome of sending so much evidence, educating the staff here at The Recovery Project on oncology rehab, of what works, what doesn't work, of the different components of a program. What I've learned is is right now, well there's probably multiple, but there's a pre-rehab and a rehab. So what's the difference and
1: kind of what does that mean? Sure. So, you know, it's been a pretty much a standard of care that if you are going in for, let's say, a joint replacement, that it's pretty much recommended that you go to therapy first to work on your strength and you do this phase of prehab to really try to get yourself in the best Position so that whatever surgical intervention you're going to have is the most successful But that really hasn't been the standard in oncology rehab and it's pretty amazing to me because here You're you're going to have someone who's going to go through just tremendous interventions, whether it's surgical or chemotherapy or radiation therapy That you know, we're not taking some additional time to really educate them on you know all that that's going to entail so our prehab program is where someone would come in for at least an initial evaluation. So that would be a one-hour, one-on-one session where we would really look at their functional tolerance, their you know, strength, range of motion, full assessment, before they start treatment. And so in a perfect world, we really wanna get people to come in at the point of diagnosis. Mm. So we can really get a good baseline to look at them before they ever have any intervention at all. But if that doesn't happen, at least before they start a new regimen. So say they've had a recurrence years later, we wanna see them before they start their next round of treatment. So then we can really see what have been the changes that have occurred once they've started treatment. So. In addition to that we want to be able to provide a lot of education so we have the you know great fortune of being able to spend a lot more time with clients than oncologists do so we want to take that time to really educate them on what to expect from that treatment what is something that's safe to do during that treatment when what are the things they should be looking out for to know do they need to come back you know, to therapy. Is, is this particular side effect from radiation normal and expected or does that mean you need to call us? So that's what prehab's all about. And then based on the phases of tissue healing, we really are recommending that people come back about three weeks after. Three weeks after surgery or chemotherapy or radiation so that they've had a little time to heal from whatever they've started, whatever new processes are happening to them physiologically and then we can reassess. So that way we can say, okay, yes, you are having some balance dysfunction. We need to address this before it progresses. Or you're starting to have more chemotherapy um, and cancer-related fatigue. So here's a good home program. And so our, our real um, paradigm that we would love to see is that prehab, start treatment, and come back for rehab to address whatever needs they have. And then have that be an ongoing relationship as different things pop up in their life. So... You know, we are in a pandemic,
0: um, you know, here in Michigan, we are ha- having another spike of COVID. So I know as running the recovery project, we have options of telehealth mm-hmm. versus in-person. Right. So I would think sometimes with oncology patients, they may have, maybe their immune system may be affected, maybe be a little on the sicker. And if they are going through chemo, do you do this kind of stuff virtually?
1: Yes, definitely. So you're you're exactly right. One of the many challenges of this pandemic has been that we had just got this pro- program off the ground. yeah. And yet this is a patient population who really is at risk of infections and respiratory complications pre-pandemic. And so a lot of our clients are, um, you know, really taking extra measures to be safe and don't, feel comfortable coming out. So we do offer telehealth um, services and can definitely do a lot of consultation, a lot of exercise, prescription, a lot of education um, from a telehealth standpoint. And this is actually sort of a perfect population to, to do that with. Great,
0: you know, and, and not, I just know that I talk to you guys a lot and, and you have shared with me some of your experiences with some of the patients that you have treated through the oncology program and not to throw you without preparing you <laughs> but i i would be curious to share with everybody that's listening maybe give an example of a patient maybe that megan you saw and you treated or you emily on the success and, and, and how what you did with them made made a difference in their recovery, maybe their quality of, of life. Is there anybody that comes sure. to the top of your mind when I ask that? Yeah, doctor? definitely.
1: I just um, discharged a patient um, because she's um, heading down south for the winter. Um, so she just wrapped up with us and she has had um, metastatic um cancer for quite a few years so she originally had more urinary um cancer that then spread um, to her bladder and lungs and so she's been dealing with a lot of side effects but most predominantly lymphedema in her mm-hmm. legs and it's been really debilitating for her and it affects her range of motion and her strength her balance her sensation her ability to walk and prior to coming here she had actually had a fall and because she also has um, cancer that has spread to her bones she fractured her hip and was on a walker so there was a lot of things to address and she did absolutely phenomenally she now is walking with no assistive advice wow. and she has had no falls she has scored perfect score on her balance test and she lost about two to three centimeters of um, circumferential measurements from edema all the way up her leg and um, it was just really a wonderful um, example of how when you come in and know that there's help available for these things that you can really do well and she has been suffering from this lymphedema for many years and just felt like it is what it is when really we did make a difference with that and not to say it might not fluctuate still for her but um, we made a lot of improvements Mm -hmm.
0: and then i would assume the education component and, and just about the lymphedema. Mm-hmm. I mean, the education component, that teaching her maybe some self-techniques yep. that if she notices that it's maybe flaring up somewhat, that there's something yep.
1: definitely that she can do through movement, through exercise, through clear, other day. other type of things. Yeah, teaching yes. her awesome. a lot of self-massage, a lot of stretching, awesome. and um, even water uh, exercises because she has a pool down south. And then just also educating her too that when she comes back up, um, in the spring and for the summer that if she notices any changes that she needs to come back in yeah oh, I love that what about you Emily do you have anything interesting yeah. patients yeah
2: I do so I'm working with an awesome gentleman he um, is in remission from multiple myeloma um, and he was actually hospitalized for over five months um, and he was discharged home back in May so I started working with him in the summer Um, major complaints of um, chemo induced peripheral neuropathy that didn't develop until months later Mm -hmm. Um, so when he started coming to me he came in in a manual wheelchair wasn't really walking too much at home had a lot of foot pain as well Um, So, we've been doing um, a number of interventions to help with that peripheral neuropathy, um, help with his range of motion. We've been working closely with an orthotist as well, modifying a brace to help with his gait mechanics and his safety. Um, So, we've been doing um, strengthening exercises um, on a vibration plate, we've been using the treadmill with a light gate, which is a form of unweighting, just to work on his endurance. Um, So now he comes into the clinic walking with a a single-point cane, um, and his balance and strength and his confidence has really improved a lot since starting.
0: You know, you hear, and I know just working, being a therapist for so so long in neuro rehab, that peripheral neuropathy, not just for oncology and chemo-induced peripheral neuropathy, but we see this with so many diagnoses. And I know when you guys started going through so much education and we started really reading the evidence, kind of learning that there are things out there, treatment approaches for peripheral neuropathy. Maybe not, or maybe I'm wrong, curing it a hundred percent, but definitely working on the balance component. Are you seeing some changes in their perception of sensation or with the peripheral neuropathy? Yeah, most definitely. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So look at that, those are great examples. Thanks guys. Yeah. Um, So my next question is, um, and Emily I'm gonna ask you this, is there a continuum of care when it comes to oncology rehab or is it just come in for PT and you're out?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So we know yes there is in fact a continuum of care um, for oncology rehab. We also know that through research it is safe for individuals with cancer to exercise at all points of the cancer trajectory. So that may be at the initial point of diagnosis that may be during active treatment as well as years post-treatment. So it is safe for them to do so and there's so many great benefits exercising. We also know, as we kind of started talking about a little bit before, that um, side effects and different symptoms might not show up during active treatment. It might be months or even years later that different symptoms develop. So in that case sometimes there may be a fear that um, some individuals think that their cancer may be returning but in fact it's just a latent side effect from the treatment that they had years ago Um, so one example might be the chemo induced peripheral neuropathy maybe it doesn't show up for years later Um, it could also be some cognitive impairments that might not come for a couple years as well Um, So just knowing that, being mindful of that, that there is help at no matter where you are. um, And there are therapists, and here at the Recovery Project, PTs, OTs, and speech therapists that are familiar with that and um, able to help you no matter where you are along that cancer trajectory.
0: I know that Megan mentioned um, chemo brain, Mm
1: -hmm. so what is that?
2: So it is a feeling, and
1: people report this kind of differently, but um, overall I would say it's a feeling of maybe potentially fogginess or confusion or feeling just like you're having trouble finding the right word or say something that you didn't you know mean to say Um, just difficulty with um, concentration focus attention and it uh, prior to more advances in research it was sort of dismissed as not a legitimate thing that um chemo's not are so really supposed to cross the blood-brain barrier so that didn't really make sense but now we know that there are um, some micro changes that occur from chemotherapy crossing that barrier and can cause some of these symptoms so um, not only is exercise good for that for just increased blood flow to the brain but that's why we recommend people see our speech pathologists to work on all sorts of um, strategies and interventions to help combat those things.
0: So, we, we've talked a lot about what we can do as, as therapists. You know, one of the things I want to dive into just a little bit, and, and especially because Megan has really streamlined so much of, of wellness programs, but I think it's important that we know in the world of rehab that insurance sometimes controls how much you can have, how often you can have it. So on and so forth and one of the things that I have felt has been so critical and so important as well as we because we work together here is the importance of of exercising and taking care of your your wellness and health even when you're done seeing a PT Or even when you're done with radiation or you're done with your oncologist because now you're in remission or you're cured or whatever that terminology is and the importance of wellness so I think I'm going to send this to you okay <laughs> if you can kind of comment on that maybe sure. a little bit like is it important once you kind of go into remission mm-hmm. or you have been cured is it important to continue
1: to work on certain things or what what's your pain? yeah I think 100% and I'm for oh, so many reasons so um, not only you know mainly for for one is that whether you have cancer or not we know the multitude of benefits of exercise you still have to keep your heart healthy your lungs healthy all these things but especially because um, you know there no matter what type of treatment you had um, or still have there are like Emily said symptoms and side effects that can be ongoing for a long time that research has shown that exercise can really help so you know for example say someone has had um, breast cancer and they required radiation oftentimes there is I I don't know the numbers but I venture to say almost all the time there is damage to the lung because it's unavoidable when you have radiation in that area there's usually fibrosis of the lung which means decreased um, lung expansion can have shortness of breath and that's something that is going to stay there Um, and maybe it can get a little better but Um, it's a lingering effect so making sure that you exercise regularly to really maintain your lung function your lung capacity is huge not to mention that with that particular type of cancer there's all sorts of data that now shows things like increased um, excess weight around the abdomen has a direct correlation with increased incidence of um, recurrence of disease. Mm. And so there's a lot of different um, studies that are now taking place looking at that. So there's a multitude of reasons, but I think that's one huge part of oncology rehab is just the education, so much education.
0: So why don't you give a little plug on on some of the wellness programs? Sure. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, so you know, we, we really just rolled with the punches this year with um, the pandemic and transitioned our in-person classes to a virtual format. So now we have a wellness membership that is a uh, monthly membership subscription. And we now, as of this week, have 18 different classes every single week. The content is all created by therapists, um, whether it's by PTs, OTs, or speech pathologists. And classes are run by therapists or are exceptionally um, trained and educated trainers and um, we have classes from everything from yoga and meditation to boxing to voice classes um, if you have Parkinson's disease but the great thing is you can go to any class no matter what your diagnosis is and whether you're working on flexibility strength cardiovascular conditioning um, there's classes for everybody and you can just do it right at home um no pressure no you know added pressure of keeping up with people you go to your own tolerance and it's it's great and you still get that connection with other people which is crucial right now and something we're all really missing and it's important it is and they're awesome they're awesome
0: so guys i want to thank you so much for for being here today and i know that we just touched the surface (laughs) of oncology rehab and i would love to have you both back because i know there's so much more we could individually dive into. I know um, just the pelvic floor and, and talking about ovarian cancer, and there is, we could probably spend an entire hour talking yeah. about that. So for now, we're going to say goodbye, but I wanna just add to everybody out there listening, we do um, are also doing a blog on the topic that we talk about in this podcast, so please check it out. Everything should be there, and this month's blog is on oncology rehab, which Emily put together for us. (laughs) So I want to thank you, and we'll see you all next month. Thank you for listening to today's Evidence to Excellence News in Neuroplasticity and Rehab podcast. We appreciate you and hope that you come back every fourth Tuesday of the month to get more of what's new in evidence and research in the neurorehabilitation world. To learn more about The Recovery Project or to find out what we're up to
2: next, you can visit us anytime at therecoveryproject.net.